Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Muslim Moms Podcast with Nabiha and Warda. We are two sisters with 10 kids between us, sharing our experiences about motherhood, relationships, and striving to build happy Muslim families. Let's get cracking. Today's question is, do your parents live with you? Nabiha? Yes, indeed they do. And it's actually been almost two years now that we've been living together. My mother and my father has been living with me. So yeah, it's been it's been that long. Perfect. Very interesting. Well, that's going to be insightful to talk about that today. And for me, no. My parents, my in-laws, my grandparents, no, nobody lives with us. We're just parents and children, uh, nuclear family situation here. I guess let's open this discussion and talk a little bit about our experiences and this conversation because this is something that many families have this multi-generational home set up and many families do not. And so maybe tell a little bit about your story of how you guys ended up uh, forming that situation where you're living together. Well, for us, it was actually something that occurred because it was a a decision that was taken by both parties, my family and my parents, that we needed to live together because, and it's, it's kind of difficult to share this, but we are opening ourselves up and we like to tell it like it is, but our mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and she is only 62 years old and she was steadily declining So we thought it best for my parents and I live together so that I can help my dad take care of her because it has reached to a stage now where she gets easily confused and she needs a lot of care around the clock. So we thought it would be a better situation having everyone together and being able to help each other out uh, during that time period. So yeah, that's what's been yeah. What so that made it that's happen. been a lot of uh, behind the scenes, if you will, situation. You know, every family has different things that they go through and that challenges that they come across. And so, you may look at a family and have no idea what they're experiencing in the background. And so, for our family in this situation, over the past couple of years, we've been moving our parents out of their family home, which was a huge huge, huge endeavor, right? Back in 2020. Over 20 years. Over yeah. 20 years they lived in their house. So 20 years of stuff. But yeah, a lot of, lot of memories and treasures and just, you know, stuff, clutter that it acquires when you have a full life with four children. And so that was quite the endeavor of helping them to offload. Thankfully, the market was great and we were able to make it happen and then, of course, Nabiha, your family had to sell and move from their family home as well, because this was kind of a both families finding a new place that would accommodate all the needs, as mentioned, with my mom's uh, disease. And during that time when we both sold our uh, houses, that whole period was very hard on our entire family. And Mind you, at that time, too, I had just found out I was pregnant and I was experiencing what many moms do, which is the nausea, the Mm -hmm. not feeling your best. So it was a really rough period. And Alhamdulillah, I'm glad that we went through it to get to the other side and that looking back on it now, I can say that it really did turn out well. But during that time, yeah, it was hard. 
Yeah, it's very challenging. And so a lot, um, let's talk a little bit about like some of the benefits. So now that you are a couple years into, uh, or so into the whole move and this new lifestyle <laughs> that you are, you guys have embarked upon. And, you know, just for a moment, I know that there are a lot of families out there who are raised with this understanding of expectation that their parents will either live with them or they'll live with their parents and they'll have this multi-generational home. Um, a lot of people from different countries, that's the understanding. And so having the grandparents around to be part of the family dynamic is pretty typical for many families around the world. But here in the U.S., I think we've gotten accustomed a bit to having just your family in the home and then the grandparents in a separate location or having their own thing or sometimes, you know, across the country. And so now that you guys are all in one space for you guys, this is the first time that you're embarking on living with your parents in this setting. Of course, you're not a child anymore. <laughs> you're an adult. So how how has it been? Well, for my experience, it's been different because my parents are living with me versus when I was a child, I was living with them. So the dynamics have shifted and things that they were usually in charge of in terms of house maintenance and care for our lawn and whatever aspects we had concerning the actual physical home used to be my dad's job. Growing up, my dad took care of everything. My mom as well. They had were on top of it. But now that they are no longer in that position and me and my husband are in that position, we are in charge of taking care of all of those other aspects that come along and responsibilities with taking care of a home. So because of that shift, it has been interesting to see how my parents have operated versus the other way around because we've both had to come to some kind of agreement and understanding of certain aspects concerning boundaries and space and discussing, having lots and lots of discussions of how we want to live and how are we going to make it work so that everyone in the house is comfortable. Right. Yeah. And I, and I could see that there are many benefits as to why families choose to live together. I mean, one of the most obvious being the economic costs are minimized because two homes means two mortgages or two expenses of maintaining a home, whereas now you can kind of streamline that into one property, but also the increased opportunities for care where for both ways, you know, a lot of families with the, the younger get help from the older and then the older, you know, in this situation are also getting that extra help and care and love from their children being in that close proximity. Um, we have a family friend of ours who the mother who is like my age, she passed away, you know, may Allah forgive her and bless her and give her Jenna. And as it turned out in their family's dynamic, they actually had the grandmother living with them. Um, the husband's mother, she was, she had her own accommodations in the home already prior to all of it, uh, where she had her own living quarters with her bathroom and her, her entire bedroom and everything. And so it became such a smoother situation dealing with the loss of a, a parent in the home. And now this grandmother who was already established there was able to step in and help with the children and help with just the transition of losing a parent. And so the father doesn't have to think about, oh, no, I have to go and make sure my mom is okay and I have to take care of my kids. It's like everybody's together and everybody's supporting each other. And so that was a really interesting um, situation that I noticed when I went to visit them. That's so true that there are so many opportunities where you can help each other mutually. So for me, my son actually called me last week and he was very sick at school and he wasn't feeling well and he needed to be picked up. 
Well, I was in the middle of doing lunch with my other three children and I actually had my mom there too. And I was helping everybody and getting them ready. And I said, oh no, now I have to go pick up my son. So I just asked my dad and my dad went happily and he's like, yeah, no problem. I got it. And he got my son. So we both help each other out in that way. And another thing that I've noticed is the kids have learned so much from their grandparents. My son learned to play chess from my dad. My dad is like an award-winning <laughs> chess player. He loves chess. He plays it every day. And my son was, he challenged me to chess. And I was surprised I still remembered how to play, but he learned the entire thing, seven years old, of how to play chess from my dad. So there's so many opportunities for them to learn from their grandparents. And even my little baby that I have, she gets so excited when she sees her grandma because her grandma plays with her and, and looks at her and talks to her. And so it's a benefit for both ends because I see how the grandparents look at my children and they're getting to see them grow up and all the experiences they're involved in their daily life. So it's really a really fun family situation in which everyone learns from each other and helps them. And it can be rewarding on both ends. Yeah, I love that. And and so the grandparents role, I mean, I really want to talk about that a little bit because I feel like it's such a special bond, the relationship between a grandparent and a child. And it's one that maybe not everyone is getting the most out of. And of course, not everyone lives close to their grandparents or even has their grandparents still living. I've heard grandparents talk about how they can describe what this role is like. So one person said that there's nothing there's nothing there except pure conditional love when you look at your grandchild. Another grandparent has said that it's something that it feels like something Allah has given you that's completely for you to enjoy. There's like there's no downside to it. It's just this level of happiness that exists in this relationship that does not exist outside of this relationship. And so when we talk about how the grandparents' role can impact the family and especially the grandchildren's. For me, I know my kids don't live with their grandparents. So whenever they get an opportunity to spend time with them, when they come and visit us, it's so special. Like we, we treasure those memories so much because they get an opportunity to meet someone who's their parents' parent. You know, it's very fun for them. My children are really fortunate to have all of their grandparents alive and even three of their great grandmothers alive, which they have memories with all of them. The time when you're just visiting is so limited. Living together, I can imagine you get that round the clock more downtime and you get to be with them in different ways that it's just different than when you're just a visitor. That's so true because I know I have memories of visiting my grandparents, but they didn't actually live with us for a long period of time, maybe about three months when they were transitioning and moving from another state, but it wasn't a full-time thing. So I don't have as many memories that I, I would have liked to, but my children, inshallah, they will have all these memories. And I know for my kids, because of the situation concerning my mom, we've had to have conversations with them in which they need to understand how to deal with my mom, because this disease, unfortunately, it's, it's very debilitating. And one of the things that occurs often is she would forget where she's going or where her room is. So if I'm nursing or I'm in the middle of something, my children can often, and my daughter tends to do it the best, she will take grandma's hand and she'll walk at a slower pace and take her back to her room or take her to find my dad if she's looking for him. And it just 
helps them understand what's involved in the care and they're seeing their parents do it as well. And it, it sheds light into how our dynamic is that little story of my daughter just taking her back because this is something normal that they do almost every day that helps us out, but they can also care for their grandparents in that way and understand how it is to take care of someone. Yeah. And, and this is something that we are still as a family processing and figuring out because it's not something that you expect. You don't expect when you're just starting your life, you know, you're having kids now and then to see our mom in this situation. Um, it's just so, so much to consider. And, and our mom, we talk a lot about her on this podcast and we mention her a lot. And this is the first time we're actually sharing about her disease of Alzheimer's and uh, Nabiha, your family, may Allah bless you guys for taking on that responsibility because it is a huge undertaking to care for someone who is going through something like this. As well as for my father, you know, ha my father seeing his wife go through this and it has taken a toll. I'm sure it's taken a toll from time to time on your family as well as on all of us who are coping and, and her her brothers and my mom's brothers and sisters and extended family who are also sharing in this um, news. But one thing that, you know, we think about the opportunity to care for a parent and, and the immense reward associated with that in our religion. And also just on a personal level, I think about my mom taking care of me in my entire childhood, you know, in adulthood. And, and honestly, some of my most core, most powerful memories I have of my life involve her and what she has done for me to help me to feel loved. And so how do you repay that person? You, you can't, right? So whatever you can offer, the facilitating of care and, and doing something for them now, taking care of them now, it's just some small way to help to show, you know, the repayment for what our mothers have done for us. And this podcast is actually a dedication to our mom because we wanted to honor her and remember those memories. Her life, the way she lived it and the character that she had, anyone who has ever met her, they've been impacted by her in some way or another. So to be able to honor her in this way and kind of give her a little shout out, if you will, our mom really, she deserves so much more than we can ever do. And this little thing of just helping her through this disease, I'm so honored to do it. I feel like this is why Allah put me here to be able to help in this way and facilitated and help my dad as well. So it's really tremendous honor for us to be able to take care of our parents and help them in any fashion that we can. But especially for me, this has been one of the best things in my life. And I also want to repay them for what they have done for me throughout our lives. Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that. And the line in our intro where we talk about let's get cracking. I know it's awkward. It might sound awkward to some people, but that's actually a line my mom would always say to us as children growing up. Hey, let's get cracking. It's like a Guyanese expression. And so uh, we wanted to include that as just a little bit of an inside joke and something as well to show and remind ourselves that, you know, the intention here is that we're doing this, taking this up because this is the direction that our mom wanted our lives to go and, and something she emphasized for us to share whatever you have. And you mentioned about the life that she lived. And, you know, we talk about Allah puts barakah in certain people's time. And I believe that in her life, she had a tremendous amount of barakah. And also it was an era where there was not as much distraction as there is today. It feels like today we're so bombarded with distractions. 
it reminds me each day to just savor the moments you have now, you know, be curious and ask questions about your family's history and, and understand and where you came from, because we often take for granted that we're going to have another day to spend with our parents or our grandparents, but there is no other day. The only time you have is this moment right now. Tomorrow you can wake up and somebody can be taken or somebody can have a disease or something that, that changes everything forever. So some food for thought on this really deep discussion. So getting back a little bit about the family dynamic, you know, I'm sure there has to be some drawbacks <laughs> or things that uh, when we talk about living with parents, just some things to, you know, what, what are some threats that you may have faced or that you think other people might face? Well, when this all occurred, when we decided to live together, it was during a worldwide pandemic. So masks were involved and social distancing. And so it was very strange for mm -hmm. me to have to parent my parent in that I would have to remind my dad, put on your mask when it was that time and make sure you sanitize and use this. And it was such a strange thing because I'm used to my dad telling me what to do. And I imagine it would be completely different for him. He's probably shocked by it because I say things very bluntly and we had many discussions where we don't agree with certain things with each other. But I think having those lines of communication open and really having these thought-provoking, deep discussions within each other's families and how you want to have your space and boundaries defined and then respecting those making everyone feel that they're comfortable in their own house. And I have six kids and my husband that I have to kind of take care of and make sure. And my dad has my mom that he's in charge of. And so now I have to kind of make sure my dad and my mom is good, but then also my husband, that his boundaries are met. And then my kids making sure they're happy as well. So it's been a bit of a challenge trying to balance everyone's wishes and needs. But Alhamdulillah, if anyone could do it, I feel like I can. And it was very stressful because during this whole time, I was pregnant and I gave birth to a new baby. So I had, had that <laughs> with a newborn on top of it. Yes, the newborn, the, the nights of no sleep. So yes, I, I'm the first to admit it was a rough go. Thankfully, you have the sweetest, most beautiful little newborn daughter. <laughs> she, Allah, Allah knows how much you can take. And she was one of the easiest babies I've ever had, alhamdulillah. And I think it was because of the Mashallah. circumstance that... She was just, she adjusted to everything so well. So yeah, there are some drawbacks to it that you have to figure out and kind of talk through. I think opening those lines of communication is really important. I can see that. And one party feeling more pressure because there's always going to be the responsibility of the maintaining of the home and the, the financial aspect, like the pressure that comes with that and the responsibility of caring for all of these people. It can be a lot, but then also the disagreements that can come within having so many people under one roof. One of the factors when it comes to families moving in together is sometimes there may be friction or challenges associated with outside family members. So people who are extended family, because of course they had their relationship with you. They had their relationship with our parents or their siblings. And so now all of that is being put into one big pot. And now you have this huge uh, situation where you have to try to navigate this relationship with all of these other members of the family that are also now associated with our family. 
And so the visiting and the communication and all of that, I'm sure it can become overwhelming at times because it is a lot added on top of the normal day to day. It's been quite fascinating to see how many friends and family my parents have kept up with and are connected to because they visited and wanted to see the status of my mom and how's going, how it's going on with her. So I, I was very surprised by that, but also very happy to see how many relationships that they have accrued over the years and how invested these people are in their lives. There is something I want to mention, and that's some alternative models to living with your family. And so my situation, another option is that you can live in close proximity to your parents, maybe not necessarily under the same roof, but in our case, in the same neighborhood. So a walk down the block, you will find um, my children's grandparents are living there, my husband's parents. And like every other arrangement we mentioned, there are benefits and there's drawbacks and you balance that. And it's just not, it's not the same as living under the same roof because you are still have your family's dynamic that you can exist sort of solo. Um, but it is nice to just take a bike ride or a walk up the road and stop in, you know, for cool drinks or for a snack. And it kind of reminds me, Nabiha, when we were growing up, when you lived maybe about four or five minute drive away from my parents and you had your very young children at that time and you would pop in from time to time and hang out. And it was just so fun for us living with my parents and seeing the kids and spending that few moments together, maybe after a doctor visit. And so it was just a joyous exchange. And it's interesting for me now being that person in uh, my husband's parents' home where we would drop in with our kids. And for them, it's like, oh, they're here. Come, let's play. And, you know, they have an uncle that lives there. And they'd go play with his video games and hang out with him. And so it's just an interesting dynamic. And so if the close proximity is a really nice alternative to maybe not living in the same roof, but maybe living very close to your parents so that you can still benefit from those really positive moments such as the shared care and just the, the family dynamic and maybe minimize on some of those drawbacks. So what do you have for what's next? For my what's next, I would suggest that everyone call your parents. If you are so blessed to have them still alive, call them, reach out to them and ask them how you can help them. Helping your parents is so valuable and so important to do. So go ahead and do that. Try to call them and help them out. And if you do not have your parents alive, sit down by yourself quietly and make a genuine heartfelt dua for your parents, because this is highly recommended in our religion. Wow. I mean, I don't know what else I can add to that. That's pretty solid advice. I think if we could just do that, we'd be set for the week. So the only thing I could think to add on to that would be perhaps reaching out to your grandparents if you still have them in your life or any of the elder relatives of your family and finding ways to meet and discuss with them. If they're still in sound mind, talk to them, talk to them about the family. There's so many things that they can offer us in terms of understanding our history and where our family came from and our past. And of course they take with them this information. So whatever we can get now and get from them would be a wonderful treasure to pass on to the future. All right. Thanks for listening, and as always, be good to yourself. To support this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. 
For feedback, topic ideas, or just to continue the conversation, email us at muslimmomspodcast at gmail.com. Assalamu alaikum.